welcome back, massage friends. If you're new here, thank you for joining us and tuning into the Massage Therapy Podcast. I'm Heather, registered massage therapist with a background in kinesiology. And I am Nicole Andrews, and I am a registered massage therapist, and I also have my contemporary medical acupuncture. Perfect. Thanks for also bearing with us. We just took a little uh, hiatus, a little break for a few months. I think it kind of started as like maternity leave, Christmas, and then it just kind of like kept going. But yes. we're back. We are. And it's season two. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited. I can't believe we're ha- we have a season two. I know. What is that about? Season yeah. two and like it's uh yeah, it's nearing close to a year. We'll do something special for that. Yeah. But it's nearing close to the year that started this crazy fun thing. And oddly enough, it was we started it right before a lockdown and we're just like coming coming out of, of another <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> lockdown here in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of crazy, right? Oh, yeah. It's like so crazy what has happened it, that it's been a year, but mm-hmm. also what has happened in this last year. I know. Oh, it's my good. God. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, what's it's been fun so far. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Season two. Maybe we do a little update on like yeah, our lives. Sure. Awesome. You go first because I okay. feel like yours is a little bit more interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so since our last episode uh, where I was, like, really pregnant, uh, I've since had my second son, Benjamin. Uh, he was Yay! born um, three weeks early, just like my first son was. So that was fun. He was born at the end of October there. Um, it was lots and crazy and just absolutely wild. Um, I love now- waking up a random Tuesday morning and getting a text. Had a baby. Yeah, had a baby this morning. How's it going for you? Yeah, basically that's what happens with baby number two it's just yeah. like business as usual too um <laughs> so that was lots of fun he's amazing he sleeps so well he sleeps better than my almost three-year-old which is wild um <laughs> he'll be four months old in a week and i don't oh even gosh. know how how, how did, i know what? i know it's crazy so um, we literally took a four like pretty much a four month hiatus because we recorded we did we recorded like right before I had him and we haven't we've been talking about the podcast if that helps we've been in it and doing Mm -hmm. research and trying to like figure out what we want to do this season and all of that so we haven't taken a break from the podcast we just took a break from recording Recording. I guess (laughs) yeah so pushing content Mm -hmm, exactly let everyone catch up on all the other episodes yeah have right which I can't believe we have like something like 16 episodes i didn't even realize when i was like okay season two and then i was like oh, oh wow how many yes. episodes did we do well that's we amazing did. i know it that's was so good wild. we talked about a lot of things we had a yeah. we talked to a lot of people too which was kind of fun so yeah and yeah. we're hoping to do that more this time around get some more mm-hmm. guests yeah we have some ideas mm-hmm. brewing and yeah. we've had a few um listeners reach out and offer some ideas too so we're super excited to like go and research those Who topics knows? and like talk about those so mm-hmm. super exciting those will be um, coming what about yeah. you what have you been doing in the last four months <laughs> working working <laughs> covering your maternity leave. yes thank you so much for that <laughs> oh not a problem um yeah no it's been great um I think it, that we'll get into that probably mm-hmm. a little bit um, with this topic of this yes. discussion um, because I think I've found my burnout limit mm-hmm. <laughs> with that, which is which honestly I'm grateful to have the opportunity to like, okay, I know what I can't do. And so then I've been able to almost work 
backwards, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Weird. It's been a lot. Um, Yeah. And there's just been a a lot of um, things that have popped up over the last four months that aren't fun news for us. I probably won't get into like the personal details of those, but we've had some losses and some health stuff within Mm -hmm. the family come up. And so, yeah, it's, it's if I look back, it hasn't been that great, but it's also been really great. Yeah. (laughs) If that makes sense. The yin and the yang, right? The good and the bad, the bad and the good, right? So exactly. Which is, I think, what spurred us to really want to do this episode, if you didn't pick up on it. It's on burnout. (laughs) Stress and burnout, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's what spurred us because although having a baby is amazing and great and exciting, it's also incredibly overwhelming. Um, And doing it in a pandemic is outrageous. Um, And Uh, during a lockdown and you taking on my whole entire clientele list in a lockdown during a pandemic, also while dealing with home and family stuff too, both of us have seen it um yeah. and we found it really related to sort of what we're going through personally and we definitely know that it relates to massage therapy and in the industry and we really felt that our two perspectives on like what's happening right now in terms of like the world and all of it we felt we could mm-hmm. probably have a good discussion and we think a lot of people could probably relate and maybe have yeah. um, other um like information or just stuff to talk about too and we thought that would be really nice just to know that we're all sort of in yeah. it right so <laughs> oh for sure and like I, I'm sure we'll get into it but what like really kind of motivated me motivated wow motivated <laughs> <laughs> me with this topic is this is super like near and dear to like my practice Mm -hmm. I do focus a lot on stress and burnout with my clients and how that relates to pain but also at the end of 2020 of course for me 2020 went out with a bang and I actually got physically sick Mm -hmm. um, from how much I was working and the burnout I was going through Mm -hmm. um I'll get into the details of that it's not COVID I'll tell you that right now (laughs) (laughs) um that and I just find my other motivating factor is that when I talk to people about stress, I find it's a very like narrow field of view that people have on stress. And I'm, yes. I don't think they understand how much I'm talking about it. If like, you know, for instance, you went through this like beautiful birth, like that's such a like joyous occasion. People mm-hmm. don't label stress on that until you start talking about like not getting sleep and this and that but literally just the feelings of joy that you experience have sometimes the same effects as negative stress does on the body like it is still a stressor placed on the body so before we like get into that that, (laughs) let's uh update our listeners on what we're going to be drinking for this podcast Mm -hmm. if uh, I'll let you know what I'm drinking. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so um, I, we're laughing because I had to already told her and it was really funny. Off so, mic, yeah. Um, I am drinking a new English tea. It's called afternoon tea, even though it's 1045 in the morning. Um, <laughs> uh, most of my tea has been packed away. Um, another stress I'm in the middle of moving because I'm insane. So anyways, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, clients, if you're listening. I'm not moving away, away. I'm just, we just decided to be insane and buy a new house because why not? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so I'm drinking, it's called Afternoon Tea. It actually is from the UK. My husband's work sent it to him in like a Christmas package. And we always give like a nice little like what's in it and all of that. So this morning when I was drinking it, I turned 
the box over and it says ingredients and the list is tea. That is it. <laughs> uh, I have tea. no idea. I don't know if it's um, a black tea or I don't even know. It just says tea. Um, and this brewing instructions say for a full fresh flour, this tea should be brewed in boiling water for three to four minutes. That's all you get. That's, That's how it. basic. That's where we're going for 2021. Basic. It's tea, basic. people. <laughs> Back to basic. Yes, it tastes delicious, but it's tea. It's tea. <laughs> Don't even know if it's black tea, if it's orange pico tea. If no it, idea. Whatever. No. Well, I guess like is you said if you said it's an English bref- breakfast, I think that's a specific type of tea, like an oolong or well, something. It just says New English Teas. I think that's the brand oh. of the company, and then it's, it's called Afternoon Tea. So afternoon. if anyone has oh, insight sure. on what an a, new, a regular afternoon tea is, yeah, maybe some of our uh, European listeners might know. Some of our yeah. UK listeners. <laughs> it's delicious though, and it's a pretty little box. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> What are you drinking, darling? I'm drinking David's tea, red velvet cake. So Ooh. I know that mine is a black tea. Perfect. <laughs> um, and it's like obviously really sweet and dessert like like red velvet cake. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has like strong notes of chocolate. Plus there's white and milk chocolate chips in it, which I really shouldn't be drinking because i'm lactose intolerant but in the little bits that are in there it's fine you'll be fine <laughs> it'll be fine so yeah it has like, the... sorry go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say it has like cute little like red and white sprinkles in it too so i just like fun things like that so why not right if you're gonna if you're gonna do it i don't know i was just gonna say we both got that lactose intolerant yeah gene <laughs> so that's fun yeah yeah why we go tea but that's what we're drinking so hopefully you have something nice um with you whether it be tea or coffee or water or wine whatever time you're rosé all day rosé all (laughs) day whatever you feel whatever you feel hopefully you can Um, kick back and just enjoy a listen definitely so well i think where we should start at least is defining what stress and what burnout kind of is so that Mm -hmm. our everybody listening kind of understands where we're going with this and we all have kind of a collective same viewpoint Mm -hmm. um that being said you know we always have to put the caveat that this you know this is our opinions on it and uh that we are getting data that on the definitions but like this is such a global thing and it's so different and can manifest in so many different ways for it's very individual for every person so um so just keep that in mind. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So a few definitions. So according to mentalhealth.org.uk, stress can be defined as the degree to which you feel overwhelmed or unable to cope as a result of pressures that are unmanageable. Mm-hmm. So that's a very like global general um definition what i like to go back to and maybe we can include the link to this in our show notes um is cam h so mm-hmm. um what does cam h stand for again i forget it's the canadian mental health association i i think it's um I probably messed up the order of the acronym, but that's basically what it is. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I don't actually know the exact letters yet. Yeah, I think it's the Canadian Association for Mental Health, but yes, we'll include the link in the show notes. So um, they talk about how stress is a normal response to situations Mm -hmm. of pressures and demands. 
especially if they are perceived as threatening or dangerous. So that's kind of like going to be the big thing is perceived threat, perceived dangerous, because that really plays into somebody's individual experience because we all have different perceived experiences within our lives. So our stress levels, like you cannot compare your stress level to somebody else's and like something that may be stressful to me may not be stressful to Nicole and vice versa, Mm -hmm. just because based on what we've been through in our lives. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, in small doses, it's, I think we've talked about this before that it's, it's uh, natural. We're supposed to have these. So, you know, back when we were thousands and thousands of years ago, not living in houses and fending for ourselves and having to hunt for food and gather and all of that. These were safeguards, basically these stresses of to keep us safe with, you know, an animal's approaching or somebody else is approaching to steal food, whatever, finding shelter, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what it's kind of like our body is meant to use stress for is an alert system. Yes. However, our day and age and how our society has evolved, we are now seeing pro- these stressors for a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. And by prolonged, that's days, weeks, months, years. years. They don't, that stress level never comes and falls back down. So mm-hmm. um, one thing I like about the CAMH breakdown here is they talk about signs and symptoms and a lot of people focus in on the physiological the physical symptoms sorry um you know headaches muscle tension stomach problems nausea heart rate high heart rate high blood pressure tiredness everybody focuses it on that that's where i say like that very like small scope Mm -hmm. just everybody goes oh if i don't have those things then i'm not stressed (laughs) Yes. Not true. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) So they take into account, um, they talk about some cognitive, emotional, and behavioral uh, signs and symptoms too, which I'll just name a few from each. So in cognitive, you know, difficulty concentrating, difficulty recalling, like your memory issues, um, difficulty making decisions. Like you cannot decide what you want for dinner. You can't decide which shirt you want to buy. Like Mm -hmm. you just are feeling... Like you cannot make any decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, Low morale, irritability, feeling hopeless, helpless, feeling depressed, unhappy, agitated, and then behavioral on the behavioral side, which a lot of people miss, but I think a lot of therapists pick up on. Yes. Especially when we do our intakes. So changes in eating or sleeping patterns, you're withdrawing from friends, family, social settings, uh, nervous habits such as teeth biting, grinding teeth or nail biting, sorry, (laughs) and grinding teeth, foot tapping. And one of the biggest things is increased use of caffeine, cigarettes, alcohol, or drugs. Mm -hmm. So, um, So those are some symptoms again we're going to be posting this so please go have a look because they also go into causes risk factors and treatments um and diagnoses and stuff so i'm sure we'll like talk more but i don't want to like super focus on that so so that's kind of stress in general and you can see too from like the symptoms that it's not always like focused on one thing because i think a lot of people also or i've observed people only associate like stress with work or stress with 
raising kids like and yeah. that there's not if you don't have those things you don't have stress which yes. i find i get people that view a lot because you know now that i'm a massage therapist i'm kind of in charge of my own schedule and my own workload and we are what do they call them dinks <laughs> dual income no kids <laughs> no yeah, kids <laughs> i've heard that yeah dual income no kids yeah we're dual income no kids so people kind of look at me like why are you stressed out like you don't have kids you you have a job where you can make your own hours so you don't have a reason to be stressed out huh? <laughs> yeah not that's not true in my life <laughs> not at all not at all and i think that's something important we also wanted to like point out being in our industry like being massage therapists um uh because we deal with such i I mean i think we both deal with such a large like wide variety of like people and what they do we get to see this manifest Mm -hmm. in so many like different ways oh my gosh um and although we're not qualified to deal with any of the psychological portions of it um, Mm -hmm. we're not saying we are um or anything like that um uh, i think we both agree that we you can't really um divide the physical like um sort of output of like what prolonged stress look like and how it like mentally and how they work both hand in hand um because if your body's constantly just physically put under stress so say it's not mental stress like you have a very physically demanding job Mm -hmm. um mentally that affects you right Mm -hmm. um and if you have a more emotional psychological stress um it has its output physically and we see them both ways all of the time um Mm -hmm. and i think people don't a lot i think a lot of people don't make that connection i think it's becoming more and more apparent um but i think people are like oh like i'm stressed because work is putting a lot of stress on me do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like maybe that's why i'm getting a headache right but they don't Mm -hmm. actually see like how that affects like their posture and now they're not going to the gym and now you know what i mean like all of those other things that are contributing to all of that um and i think because people think that to be stressed, you have to be, yeah, like a parent or have like yeah. some sort of a job that makes those things happen that you should be able to manage yeah. it differently you know, or working better. 50, 60 hours a week. And yeah, absolutely. And that's not true at all. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think this whole pandemic has really put all of that under a microscope. Um, mm-hmm. Literally anything now is that much more stressful because of it yeah. going to the grocery store mm-hmm. um do you know what I mean like trying to get a dentist appointment uh any of these things right like you mm-hmm. can't go see your friends and family or if you do like are you risking like there's so many things yeah, that you have um, to risk, now ass- risk assess so it's so many things are so much more stressful on us mm-hmm. now that weren't before just because of COVID-19 so yeah. um I think that that's important for us to know uh, it literally has I- like risen the baseline risen the baseline um and i know um with uh i mean i don't have the paper on me now but i've heard and i've read and i've seen over the years and all the courses and things that i've taken that having increased levels of stress with increased levels of cortisol and all of those hormones actually does make you feel physically different if Mm -hmm. you take someone who's not stressed and have them put them through something physically pain and all of those things manifest differently Mm -hmm. um and are like felt differently when you don't have those things so maybe mm-hmm. something that wouldn't normally have bothered you um is amplified simply because of the stress you're under right so there's that whole thing and I'll, I'll kind of um put that towards like being pregnant and having um a baby mm-hmm. um yeah. when, uh, a lot of times people don't talk 
well, I guess they do. Um, but um, when you're in like the whole process of like child labor and, and birth, mm-hmm. it's literally a mental game. Your yeah. body does what it does. It's a mental game at like there comes a point. So mm-hmm. um, you have to just you have to just mentally know that pain is coming and you have to handle it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's all those things. I've done the epidural route and all of that stuff, too. So I know that. But um, we definitely try to divide it. And I think that's something we need to stop doing yeah like integrating with Mm -hmm. the mental with it yes excuse me which is things like you're seeing more and more about hypnobirthing and doulas being present especially it's hard Mm -hmm. right now with covid you can only have typically in in hospitals uh one support person with you but um doulas are a big thing because they can recognize certain things or give you certain tools to focus your attention somewhere else other than the pain and they can you know adapt what you need and maybe they can you know especially if you know your doula very well um they can advocate for you better with the the hospital staff as well as um even with your husband like or your spouse or your partner Mm -hmm. whoever your support person is um sometimes you know they they want to do their best and support you but yes. they don't know they're like tell me what to do and you're like I can't tell you anything like there's so nothing maybe, yeah. yeah so um yeah not forgetting because I also find with clients pregnant or not that those that physical list of symptoms are kind of the last thing to show up like the mm-hmm. behavioral the cognitive and the emo- emotional have been yes. present for months and months and months and they, yes. they go unrecognized until the physical starts setting in. Mm-hmm. That was good. That yeah. was going to be my next sort of like uh, point is that, yeah, fair. we're just on that wavelength oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> it's just that as massage therapists, we need to be aware of all of those things so we can refer out, right? Like we need to be, I think, because we spend so much individual one-on-one time with people, um, especially now, because no one has individual one-on-one time with anyone, uh, we, I think, need to be able to recognize if someone's going through something like a major stress event um, and they're turning to negative things for coping mechanisms, or Mm -hmm. if um, some of the symptoms they're having, like, um, say, like aches and pains and tension in their muscles are actually uh, just a manifestation of more of a a psychosocial thing. Mm -hmm. So you can do all the work you want and all the trigger points and all of the that like we can do. And if you Mm -hmm. don't treat um, what's emotionally and mentally stressing them out, if like we don't refer out, I'm not saying we treat if as a person, we don't look at that. It's never going to never going to go away. We're never going to yeah. do our due diligence and help the person that's on our table. If mm-hmm. we don't, um, you know, tell them like, I understand you're going through these things. Um, I think it'd be really helpful if you use these resources and got some external help outside of massage room. Although I do find sometimes people just talking and leaving it on the table is all they need and mm-hmm. they don't really need advice. A lot of things don't require advice. They're just going through a stressful time and mm-hmm. they just need that physical pain to be lessened so that they can go about their day just like not have anything about their back screaming at them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think as massage therapists being a part of the healthcare community, we need to understand what our role is there and how we can help people that way too. Yeah, I don't think we should be shying away from addressing stress and mental health, um, even though it's like it's not it's out of our scope of practice to counsel and to coach. Yes. But like we should 
that doesn't mean that we go, oh my God, I can't talk about it with them because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. My fav- One of my favorite things to do with clients mm-hmm. when they come in and they have that TL thoracic lumbar junction. So T12 L1 area mid back pain or that neck pain or that shoulder pain. And like you can see that they are just a ball of tension standing mm-hmm. in front of you. And you, you know, you're going through, did you sleep wrong? Did you have a, um, like, did you slip and fall? Did you twist the wrong way? Like you're going through all of that with them mm-hmm. and no, 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 no to all of those. Um, you might go through some like range of motion testing and it's like, it's store, but they have full range, but it's like, things aren't adding up. My favorite thing to ask is, have you had an increase in stress in your life over this last while? Mm-hmm. And every single time it's like, oh my God, I can't even explain like, you know, so-and-so has passed away or like I lost my job or my hours were cut or this is happening or my child is sick or this or or honestly with parents <laughs> yes, homeschooling their kids right oh, now gosh. and trying to yeah. like go through all that on top of working a full-time job. It's that's always the answer is always yes. And so right there is a physical manifestation of probably emotions and mental signs and symptoms that they're holding on to for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And as a massage therapist, uh, we can work on those physical things. If um, we can do relaxation massage mm-hmm. and we have a whole podcast on that um, mm-hmm. because, again, you can't separate them out. So although when we talk about relax. It's funny in the massage world, actually, how we talk about relaxation massage, and it's really supposed to imply a relaxating, like relaxing just muscles, because that's what we do, physically, right? We do the physio- like physical relaxing of muscles, but it's not, and it, it, it's kind of just all understood that when we talk about relaxation massage, it's relaxation, it's mentally calming, and all of that kind of thing, right? So um, you can go back and listen to that one. Uh, we do a whole thing on that, but as massage therapists, like we have that tool to be able to work on this. So when where you people come in with that um, tail, like that whole ball of tension and all of that, we t- tap into those techniques and those tools. And although, yes, we are relaxing the muscles and the tension and ligaments and the fascia and all of that that they have going on, um, that directly correlates to their central nervous system, which is your brain. You know what I mean? So we can't separate that. You literally will not have someone like relax on the table and have their like muscles sort of like turn to mush if like their their brain will not shut off, right? To some degree. So you can't take it one like piece and be like, I'm just going to make sure that their glutes aren't tight anymore and then expect that. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have any other response in their body. People then focus on like, oh, let's like muscle strip just erector spinae or like ql and like oh we're just gonna finish you know or maybe i'll just do some like you know put a rib back quote unquote um that's what the issue is and Mm -hmm. i find um when people come in and i've already recognized that it's probably a lot more stress than the physical local structures Mm -hmm. that's when i suggest okay how about we do kind of a full body relaxation Mm -hmm. i'll focus on some areas but like we need a more global approach here and like we've talked about in our that relaxation podcast really deregulate this the sns (laughs) yes (laughs) right the sympathetic nervous system and Mm -hmm. pump up 
the parasympathetic. Um, and that also sometimes happens that like I've had a few clients too where it does seem like it's a specific structure that there's something going on and we're focusing on it, but they're mm-hmm. continuously coming back that they're maybe only like one or 2% better. That's when I realized there's more to the picture. It's not just the physical local structures. Like, yeah, they could have tightness and shortening in upper fiber traps and scalenes and SCM, but there's only so much I can do on the table. They have to take it off the table with them and into their everyday life and make those changes. And like I, we can suggest things like, you know, listen to your body. If you need rest, take rest, you know, maybe instead of doing some of your high intensity workouts, maybe start mixing in some like yoga type it could mm-hmm. be like a Pilates yoga, something like that, where you're you're working mindfulness with the body, the mind with yes. the body. Mm-hmm. And then if we're thinking they need more than that, that's when we refer out to some talk therapies potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing else is working. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, time and time again, I think we see it all over the place. And like, I, I'll throw this out there. Some stress is good. Um, there yeah. are good stress. Again, like yeah. stress on the body um, or like, I don't even know, physical, emotional stress of being a parent. It's it's yeah. good in a way. I mean, it's good and it's bad. There's a lot to yeah. it. Um, but um, also like I had mentioned, like how um, we decided to sell our home and move. Yeah. Um, incredibly stressful I don't even know what to tell you the process of showing your home um to strangers for a week uh in the middle of a pandemic is absolutely nuts so I and I had how old was Ben uh two or three months yeah two months old like I I don't even know we moved out of my house I moved out I moved in with my parents um Mm -hmm. because I, I physically was unable to figure out like physically and emotionally unable to figure out how I could keep us safe when there was like like mm-hmm. 20 30 40 strangers walking through my house every day and bringing babies back to that so we moved out yeah. for a week um and then like coming back i don't know it, it was crazy good stress now because we got what i'll call is basically our dream home we bought a new building a new subdivision in bowmanville and like so incredibly happy uh, but it's stressful i have to move into like a half like step house in the meantime <laughs> I, we have to rent for a few months before we move so i have to move twice like it's this whole thing and yeah. anyone who knows whoever has moved with or without kids know what that's like so to do mm-hmm. it twice in the span of like eight months is going to be nuts and i'm yeah. going back to work at some point so uh, stress can be good but it's short I know it's like going to be this amount of time right Right. so um, in the craziness of trying to pack and then us moving and unpacking and then packing and moving and unpacking again I know Mm -hmm. it's there's an end right Um, so it's not bad stress it's stress is what it is right Um, I think uh, what we see a lot on the table is stress that people haven't dealt with at all right um and then that gets where it gets kind of hard for us i think as massage therapists to sort of start uh treating and unchanging people Mm -hmm. um way thinking of it right Mm because we both see a lot of like chronic injuries and stuff like that and it's just uh some of it's just like well there's no real reason for this to keep happening the way it is um but here we are right (laughs) yeah Uh, Totally. mm -hmm. And I think uh, we also sort of want to talk about like personally as massage 
therapist and that's people like talking about uh, stress and burnout because mm-hmm. we both have experienced stress and burnout um, personally and professionally right yeah um i'll let you i think maybe speak to yours because mm-hmm. it's if you've listened to past episodes you've known that it um was it was the reason you like left the whole profession yeah. to begin with and then right so yeah um, i'll let you speak to that <laughs> yeah so to to kind of put an asterisk on it i do I don't like using the word suffer anymore or cope. I don't know. I am a person who lives with uh, anxiety disorder and panic attack disorder. And I go through all the seasons. <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. through a lot. I've, I was diagnosed at 19. I can um, recognize situations um, as far back as 10 to 12, I believe, mm-hmm. of um, – panic attacks and my parents now that they now that they understand a lot more about it we collectively as a family um they can recognize some back to when i was five six things like that so i just like to put that asterisk on it so um i just find something when i'm in a season of high anxiety um a stressor will stress me out more than it would if I wasn't in that. And that seems pretty like um, self-explanatory, but I just like to put that out there. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain that. Like, you know, your something- threshold is different. The threshold yeah. for being able to handle it, deal, see, see it um, from a different, like a more global perspective. Because mm-hmm. um, um, when we're in that uh, time zone, I, at least for me, I've recognized that I become very like micromanagey. Like it yeah. becomes like very like um, focused all on, yeah. and focusing on it, and it's hard to see all of the other things. So it instead of it like bothering like a three, it bothers you like a nine, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just because you already are at an eight. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So if you're that's, already that's, at like eight, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> add a thing on it, you're at a nine, and you're like, yeah. that shouldn't have made me that stressed out or had me ha- feel the way I did. But yeah. I was already dealing with x y and z so it's just one more thing on my plate right yeah so that's a great way to put it because for example things like when i was in a really high anxiety panic attack point like it was difficult for me to walk the dog Mm -hmm. that took a lot out of me because it turned into like my dog is leash reactive so okay like if somebody's out off with their dog off leash and now their dog's going to approach like that drives my adrenaline and then it makes me not want to do things where right now I'm in a really good season so like for me I'm like I cannot go a day without walking the dog because it's also Mm -hmm. exercise for myself right um so anyways so with all that being said I hit a point of burnout um, a year and a half or so into my first year of treating back in 2014, roughly. Um, and it wasn't anything to do with my load, like my court Mm -hmm. caseload. Like I wasn't full. I was seeing under 10 clients a week at that point, Mm -hmm. but I felt like, um, my, I just felt like my, my decisions about my career were not my own. I felt external influence, um, honestly, from some family members as well as some of the people I was working with. And there needs, like, I'm really grateful in some capacity because obviously I learned a lot and some of them were mentors, but it was finding that threshold of a, with a mentor, which I find 
I have with you now. <laughs> I didn't have then where it's like, yeah, I'm here to support you. I'll answer questions and we can talk through some things. But like you keep you give me your opinion, but you're like, but what what you're doing sounds great. Like you're not crossing any bad lines with the CMTO or public health or, you know, your clients aren't at risk. So like do it how you want to do it. But mm -hmm. like, here's some just info where mm -hmm. I didn't, I felt like in those other roles, it was do it this way. You know, this is how I do it. So then you should mimic that mm -hmm. instead of like, here, this is how I do it. So like, if you want to take that with you, and put it in your tool case, do it. If not, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like I also was somebody, I always have things on the go. I love crafting. I love, like, I always have hobbies. So for me, going and sitting, it sounds really bad, but going and sitting at the clinic and I have one person that day and I'm expected to sit there for eight hours mm -hmm. because somebody might walk in, that causes me a lot of anxiety because I'm like, I have so many things I could be getting done. And it's not that the clients aren't important, but I'm also somebody that I don't like having like one-offs walk-ins to treat because mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable. I feel put on the spot. I feel like I cannot get my energy in the right sense. I'm mm -hmm. not grounded to see this person. I haven't reviewed, which is why I love my setup now. I can't, yeah. like, I love it. I don't take walk-ins. I don't take same day appointments, especially with COVID right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the system we use for our charting and scheduling, everybody fills out their, their intake form usually days or sometimes weeks in advance. So I have mm -hmm. time to review it. If I want to go, oh, I need to go look that up or, or what medication is that? And what side effects could they be feeling from that? And I have time to go do that. So I feel like I'm a more informed practitioner. So all in all, I think when I first left the profession, um, the burnout, it wasn't so much a physical burnout. It was, I didn't feel like I was in control of my own destiny burn mm -hmm. out and I got angry. I was angry that somebody booked because usually they were a last minute appointment and I was angry when they weren't there because I was like, now I'm not making money. <laughs> I got paid yes. bills. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So, so that was the first time. And I'll say in December of this year was, I was approaching burnout. Mm -hmm. So covering Nicole's mat leave is the first time I've ever covered a mat leave. So honestly, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I might have booked myself to work five days a week. And that's where I realized I can't do five days a week. Sorry. <laughs> Anybody out there that's doing five or six days a week treating like hats off to you. I bow down. That's not my thing. I can't do it. It's too, it takes too much energy out of me, especially mm -hmm. at that time of year. Oh the my holidays, goodness. Yep. Like, and like I have a lot of family. <laughs> I have divorced yes. parents. My spouse has divorced parents. So there's a lot of people to manage and it usually does fall on me to manage a lot. And I'm usually like in charge of bringing baked goods and I'm the one getting the Christmas presents and wrapping. Like, you know, usually the mom maternal roles, I'm taking those on. So um, then handling my course, my workload, your mm -hmm. workload, load I wouldn't say all of your clients came but a big portion of them did <laughs> so I'm basically two workloads and this I I did look at my spouse partway through December early in December because it started back in November and said like I'm I'm burning out 
and he could already recognize it. I would come home and I'm like, I just want food in bed. I don't want to talk to anybody. I was like ignoring messages from family because I was like, I don't have time. I don't have energy. I literally had energy for work, my spouse and my dog. And that's it. I had Mm -hmm. nothing else. And so um, there was a day where I said to him, I said, I feel like I need to cancel a Saturday or one of the days like I need a day off. And I felt pushback from again another family member not my spouse (laughs) and felt like oh and a little bit of myself of like oh I can't let my clients down right especially Mm -hmm. with pandemic we knew that there was possibly another lockdown that did come to fruition but we didn't know what we would be in that if they would shut us down too so I was like I can't cancel people so I pushed through and then you know December 23rd came and it was great I took a you know the week between Christmas and New Year's off and I was like, oh, this is great. And I was good until the 30th of December mm-hmm. <laughs> when I woke up, stood up out of bed, and I fell into the wall. And sometimes I get like, you know, positional dizziness, stand up too quickly, blood pressure changes. So I walked to the bathroom and usually it goes away by then. It did not go away. It did not go away. Walked back to bed. And that's when I started panicking because then – being somebody with anxiety, I start going, am I having a heart attack? Am I having a stroke? Am I having an aneurysm? So I'm like sticking my tongue in my cheek and like yeah. lifting both arms in the air, like doing all <laughs> like waking my spouse up. Like, does my face look different? Like I even was texting my sister-in-law who is a nurse and said, do you have a blood pressure cuff at home? It's 630 in the morning. I need you to come take my blood pressure. <laughs> like I started to panic. And then I realized, oh, no, this is my vertigo. My vertigo was back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God I already had a chiropractor appointment booked that day because that made a big difference. But I that I had physical burnout from mm-hmm. working so much that like my my body literally just said, No, you're done. Like mm-hmm. you're shutting it down. Yep. Here's your vertigo. And yep. um, so that kind of put me out for a week and I had to ease back in when January started. I had to, did have to cancel some people then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's kind of like my stories with burnout. I mm-hmm. recovered from the Virgo pretty quickly. It honestly, if we want to go down that path a little bit, it mm-hmm. was actually my C1 was pretty much rotated um, to the I call it the right, the anterior aspect of the C1 was turned to the right. Like when Mm -hmm. I went to palpate it myself, I could not feel the left transverse process. I could only feel the right and it was not Mm -hmm. sitting in the right spot. Mm -hmm. So I had some issues going on up there that um, with that and some positional vertigo techniques that the both chiropractors put me through and sleeping sitting up Mm -hmm. for... I think I slept sitting up for seven to 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much all went away. I'm pretty good now. I haven't really had any issues. So uh, it's just something now I, once you've kind of had vertigo, even though I think mine was a lot more to do with like mechanical posture, but the stress mm-hmm. was, I was putting so much stress on myself that mm-hmm. my spinal system decided to shift And anyways. So that's my stories of burnout and mm-hmm. now I can recognize them and I have to set boundaries and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> don't Absolutely. Else to go from that. No, that's good. <laughs> so I think you touched on a lot of like good points in there as registered massage therapist. I, I don't know. I think you probably get this question. I think every massage therapist has gotten this question. Um, yeah. Like the, how long can you be in this industry? I hear there's yeah. like a high rate of burnout and it's like, mm-hmm. 
when I and I talk to them about it, um, a lot of time it's physical burnout. They think mm-hmm. like our thumbs stop working, yeah. and our wrists and our elbows and. What we don't talk a lot about as massage therapists is the emotional burnout that mm-hmm. we go through. And it seems like you had both. So yeah. the first time around <laughs> was emotional burnout. And the second time around, you had physical burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and as massage therapists, because we are in a position of caring and giving, and I think a lot of us um, have that empathic type of personality, Um we don't talk about how emotionally we mm-hmm. burn out um, giving and caring for people. I've probably said it about 10 times, and this is um, not in any like negative way to any of my clients. Like, I'm really glad right now that I'm not working <laughs> yeah. um, just because I don't think that I could handle having a newborn, a toddler at home, a pandemic, and caring for all my beautiful clients. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could be as present as I would need to be to give them what they need, um, although I do find work a beautiful distraction for my beautiful home life. Um, I find it does give me a lot. It it fills up my bucket um, as much as it takes um, Mm -hmm. from me. Um, But uh, right now, um, it's a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, I've said like, I'm kind of glad that I've been off during this like last like lockdown. Um, It's kind of been nice for me to be able to step away from it um, and just focus on the two little humans that have no idea what's happening in the world. Yeah. Although my toddler has started saying this really cute thing and I'll just share it um, just because it's kind of like segue here. Um, when any either my husband or I leave the house to go get something from the store or whatever it is, um, he asks us if we're going to save the day virus. And I'm not sure if I should cry or if I should laugh mm. because it's like the sweetest thing. He understood. He doesn't really get what a virus is anything, but he goes, yeah. mommy, save the day virus. And I'm like, if we could do that, it would be amazing. But yeah. he knows that he can't really go anywhere. I'm actually, if you could see me getting emotional about it, because it's like, he has no idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyways, there's just side topic of children. Yeah. So uh, it it has impact on all of us and even on the mm-hmm. littles that don't have any idea really what's going on. Right. Yeah, so really massage does. therapists, we have to look at ourselves and understand like the emotional burnout that we can go through mm-hmm. caring physically for other people, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, sort of where like my stress and burnout comes from. So yeah. um, I can honestly say in what, 11 years that I've been doing this, I haven't really experienced much burnout. Most of my burnout came um, about um, after having children, oddly Mm -hmm. enough, um, just because, um, and it wasn't a lot, um, it was just, I found like it just added that much more to my plate in terms of like things I have to do because my type A personality likes to be in control of everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, any other burnout or, or I've had before that I can see where I put it on myself like working at multiple clinics and working at CMTO at the same time and like adding like 500 things to my list um uh so I've been there um everyone feels it a lot at the end of the year I think um it's Mm -hmm. notorious that massage therapists are extra busy then people are trying to use up extra benefits um between Thanksgiving and Christmas there's not like a single long weekend here in Canada so um people do a long time of not getting um a long weekend or an extra day off or a break um cold and flu season it starts to get shorter and sunlight like there's so many attributing Mm -hmm. factors as to why um, people start seeking out massage therapy that time of year so we start to get really really busy Mm -hmm. Um, so early on I had some really good mentors and I had some really great teachers in school who 
told us like you have to plan for that it will happen to you it's not you no matter how good you are or any mm-hmm. of those types of things you have to plan for it so I was really good in most of my career planning for that um, what I didn't plan for was after having kids how touched out I'd feel um, which is a it's not it's a term that I didn't actually hear yeah. until I'd had a children. So uh, being touched out is also a form of stress and burnout. So it's not wanting like your clothes to touch your body. And it can come about in a lot of different ways. Um, I found mine came about because I would spend six, seven, eight hours a day with my hands on a human, right? Mm -hmm. And getting all of that information feedback to my brain um, and then come home and spend two, three, however many hours it took cuddling a toddler who hated sleep um, to go to bed um, and then having a husband who wants to cuddle on the couch to watch a movie. And just all day long, my brain was like, you have someone physically touching her body. And it was like a lot. (laughs) Um, So uh, I found for me, my burnout, came about in more of that um, sense, which then caused me to have more of an emotional response to it. So um, I started uh, feeling overwhelmed with making um, decisions or uh, leaving the house to go get something. And even during this pandemic, I've probably told my Mm -hmm. husband a hundred times, I need to go to the store to get something. And then he goes, okay, like, just let me know when. And then it'll be like a few hours later. I'm like, I don't want to leave the house. Like, it's Mm -hmm. too much. Like, I just can't go anywhere. Like, I can't deal with having to wear a mask. I can't deal with having to wait in line. I can't. It's just like, no, like, please go do this for me. And being (laughs) massage therapist again, we're kind of more in tune with people's energy. So you're probably probably also like looking out at like being in stores you can pick up people's energy and you're like Mm -hmm. I just can't take that on right now (laughs) yes and like because we work in um like a profession that's all about like being hands-on and close touch Mm -hmm. to people then to go out into society and watch people scurry past you because they don't want to be anywhere near you does something strange to me and I don't I don't know how to explain it but every yeah. time it happens so every time you literally go to the store and I'm standing in an aisle and I have to be like six eight where many feet away yeah. from someone um it just is there something inherently feels so wrong about it um that I it gives me a lot of stress to think about because mm-hmm. what I want to do is smile at people it's in my nature to like smile and be like hey like can I help you with that and you can't do that anymore so I feel yeah. like I I have to like almost I don't even know I have to think so much harder about like what I'm doing it's like totally unnatural to me to live in this current environment that we're in that I um I'm so Mm -hmm. stressed just to like go anywhere because I'm like oh my god like I don't even you know what I mean like I'm such a textile person like um to go to the store to um say buy like a new sweater like I have to touch eight sweaters to decide Mm -hmm. which one I like do you know what I mean so um but that's like not what you're supposed to do obviously so (laughs) it's so against the grain of who I am to like be out there that it's um it's a stress and it's it caused me like all this burnout just to have to think about and prep myself and remind myself like don't do those things do you know what I mean like nobody wants to talk to you like stand this far away like all of those types of stuff right so oh I totally find it with the like smiling because yeah I smile at everybody and I'm like wait people don't know I'm smiling or I used to do this thing again I don't know it's a weird stress thing that if I pass somebody before like I say hi but I almost like mouth it Mm -hmm. I just go like that yeah yeah and I do that now and I'm like wait people don't know I'm saying (laughs) I know (laughs) because I'm not and I'm not vocalizing it I'm like I didn't realize how much I didn't vocalize hi to people yeah 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, I feel so. It, again, you have to think about those things, and like, I feel like so now I have to like step out of my box even more and actually use my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly right. Like you have to like say something, or yeah. I don't even know. Um, I remember when I worked um at McDonald's, which was a long, long time ago. Um, yeah. but it taught me lots of good things. Uh, I remember working in the drive-through, and they used to there was this whole thing they told you to smile with your voice because they couldn't yeah. see your face. So when you greeted right. them over the intercom, it was like a smile with your uh, voice type of thing. And it's coming really handy like yeah. these days because I can't physically see from your nose down, yeah. which is a cue we're missing, right? So um, that's been an interesting thing that I've like started to like tap into Again, and use. I feel like that's something you and I both actually also have. I'm sure our listeners were the same. I know my spouse is the same. Like he would be like, no, you have a voice that sounds like it's always smiling <laughs> chipper always yeah. like hi how is it yeah exactly so um I, yeah. I tapped into that but um bringing that into like being a massage therapist um there's something about like when people walk through the door and I think we've all sort of like dealt with this and I think we've I don't know a lot of us come around a way to like manage it and we all have our own way but our clients come in and because what we do is such like an intimate thing um they come in and we're somehow supposed to portray um, or be able to convey and not portray convey to them um, the sense of like security and trust and mm-hmm. all of those things but the cues we normally would use aren't there right yeah so we have to find that balance with them um, like so you're going to come in here and lie on the table and I'm going to put my hands on you but between here and there we have to be so much farther apart Mm -hmm. we have to wear masks you have to wash your hands because there's something dirty about them you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so that's a whole like stress just for people to show up to our clinic right Mm -hmm. so we're talking about like this stress that we see and that we feel I find um that I find that also stressful just about being at work it's like how do I how do I manage like um, when you show up you have to wash your hands sanitize them we have to go through this whole um, intake um, screening uh, COVID screening with them to make sure they're okay right Mm -hmm. and then like it's like but now you're going to get on my table and you're going to undress to whatever capacity if that's what your practice is right it isn't ours right and then I'm going to put my hands all over you and I'm going to be like a foot away from you and then you're going to get dressed and I'm going to stand six feet back from you again because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, um, so yeah. there's, there's that. So I think our clients, um, uh, they, I think a lot of them have obviously figured out the dance with all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms and, of like, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think you, when this started, you f- emphasized the importance of um, making sure like, cle- like, organizing our clinic and structuring the process so that like you know putting everything away that extras and things like that so that you know clients aren't touching it but you had like a very strict line of how far you wanted to go with that you Mm -hmm. didn't want it to become this super sterile everything away and there's nothing here Mm -hmm. nothing that made it homey cozy and brought anything to the environment so we found like a I think a good line because I think that's Mm -hmm. helped our clients that it's not this super sterile it's like we're clean it's clean the surfaces where the clients will go and touch and leave things are like there's basically nothing on it but like we Mm -hmm. weren't we weren't gonna make put like take everything out of the clinic no 
because I think that would have added to their stresses. And you are the one that was like, no, no, like this is as far as we're going to go. Like they're not going to be touching this. They're not going to be touching that. They're not going to be touching the things that are stored up here. But we have to keep this like still comforting when they Mm -hmm. come so it can help ease that stress and not be so different from what they knew before with our clinic. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I wanted us to be able to give them the experience they had before, but in the new safe way. Right. Um, And that I felt also was going to help with us um, as Mm -hmm. therapists with our stress going back to work because it was stressful going back. Mm -hmm. Um, Even thinking about going back now, I'm going to be going back in May. Um, I would be lying if I didn't say I'm a little stressed about it. Not in, again, not in like a bad stressful way, but just stressed because I have been out of it. (laughs) This will be the longest I've ever been out of my office practicing yeah. in my entire career. So yeah. not that I feel like I've lost it because I think that's impossible at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and I'm still <laughs> trading with them um, like you and some other yeah. um, uh, practitioners. So like we're still yeah. getting, giving massages, getting it. But it's the longest I've been away from my clinic. So I'm a little stressed mm-hmm. going back in that I'm like hoping it still like feels like, I don't know, call it home because I feel yeah. like it is sort of like my it home. I made It, it kind of <laughs> looks like my home too, like the paint yeah. and the color and all of that. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted it for us to still feel like that because I've, yeah. I felt that for us, if we still felt that way and we could make sure we were not stressed going into work – they would feel it. Um, I definitely believe in that power of like the energy around Mm -hmm. you and what you put out there. So um, I wanted to be able to do that. And you were totally on board and you had like lots of good suggestions too. So it wasn't just me. We we worked (laughs) on it together. Um, So I think that was important. And as a massage therapist, I think uh, we uh, sometimes don't uh, take into consideration like how, like what's going in um, going on with us, like does affect mm-hmm. like our practice. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely like the one to leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, clients would definitely say that, uh, they wonder if I ever have like a bad day <laughs> because <laughs> that's not the place for it. And I never would bring yeah. it in. Um, and quite honestly, I don't have a ton of bad days. So like, yeah. that's kind of accurate, but, um, even if I did, um, I wouldn't complain. And I make that joke to them all the time. Cause you know, we do the, like the banter of like, how are you? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they'll ask me how I'm doing. I'll be like, I'm great. And I'm like, and I wouldn't complain even if it yeah. wasn't. And they're like, no, you wouldn't. I'm like, not in a million years. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because like, that's not where we are. Um, but they recognize that kind of um, yeah. piece to it, right? Uh, so I think like on this topic of like stress and burnout as like a practitioner in the age that we're in, mm-hmm. um, I think we need to like recognize that uh, it's okay if you're experiencing all of that. Mm-hmm. And just like you had mentioned, you ex- you recognized it mm-hmm. and you canceled some clients and you took some time off. Yeah. Um, when you had mentioned it to me when you were going through that, I remember I think I had said something to the effect to you, like, to you that uh, you're no help to anyone if like you're – you're like sick, right? Yeah. And whether it's like physically sick or mentally not doing well, like you're not going to be able to give your clients what they need and what they're looking mm-hmm. for if you're not in a good place. So maybe you have to cancel them. Maybe they have to wait another three or four weeks, but at least when they get it, they'll be getting what they need, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that's important for us um, to always be checking in on ourselves yeah. with. And like, Go on. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, like, are we just going into work because we need the money, which is valid. We all have bills to pay. Um, Or would it be 
more beneficial for us to maybe take uh, three clients instead of four that day mm-hmm. or something like that um, or yeah. schedule our own um, yeah. treatments to make sure that we can, can, can give what we're um, to our clients, what they're looking for. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, um, and I'll be honest with the clients I canceled and then the ones I did see, I was honest with them. Like I, I, like you're saying, you, you don't want to bring it in, but I also want to be honest with them that like, mm-hmm. you know, we aren't some superheroes that don't get sick or don't get injured or no. push ourselves too hard. And so I shared with them like, yeah, I have vertigo. My vertigo came back. I'm okay to treat as long as, and I also felt that that was important too. Cause I had just some positional like bending over a little bit I would get dizzy I was fine like I could sit up and drive and I could turn my head left and right no problem wouldn't get dizzy it was going up and down like flexion and an extension Mm -hmm. that was giving me issues and so like I also wanted them to know like this is what I'm going through right now Mm -hmm. it's it's not COVID (laughs) I just have vertigo and I have some stuff going on with my neck that's causing me some dizziness. I have no nausea now. However, I wanted them to know that like if I randomly sat down on the stool to treat when they know I normally wouldn't sit to do that, that like I'm okay. I don't want them to like stress out on the table, but I also wanted to give them the option that if they wanted to rebook because of mm-hmm. that, that that's they have full Mm-hmm. Um, they can fully do that, right? So mm-hmm. I just wanted to be upfront, honest with them. But and a lot of them obviously were very concerned because you know yeah. we, we they love us, yes. <laughs> and we and we them. So um, yeah, and they've seen me come out of it now and get stronger. And I think it was a big wake up call for me because yeah, I, I was physically like do trying to get into running and doing yoga and things like that. And I still do all that, but I also realized, okay, I need to practice what I also preach. And I have set up some very strict like um, boundaries and some strict self-care for myself. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't say strict, like I give myself a hard time if I don't do it, but you know, I get up and I now journal in the morning and I go down and do some form of movement. I've been doing some like, um, strengthening high, um, intensity interval training with, a con, uh, chiropractor virtually, um, to get strong so I can get back to running. I'm hoping come spring, I can start running again. And I still do my yoga. I do something like that for 20 to 40 minutes. And then I take the dog for a walk. And like, I have to do all that before I eat breakfast because mm-hmm. it just puts me in the right mental space. And also it's make like going into treat these last, this last two weeks and three weeks into this strengthening program. And I, I'm like, oh, I can easily treat six people a day. I'm not right now, but like, I feel like I have that strength now. Like my body isn't Mm -hmm. in pain and I have that energy and I have, like, I just feel so much better. So I've come to realize that like, as somebody who does a physical job, like we do a therapist job, it's super important that we're eating healthy. We're exercising, we're keeping strong. We're doing like things like that. You know, I I also try to do Sunday afternoons, evenings, have like a nice bath with my bath bombs. And like right now I have candles going. I have like a new like setup 
that's almost <laughs> a new office area that one day maybe mm-hmm. I'll share once it gets set up. But like some candles that Nicole gave me that like when <laughs> I sit here at this computer and do work, these candles have to be on while I'm doing it. Like just things like that mm-hmm. and like my teas and indulging in that. And the biggest thing I've learned I don't have my bookmark up here, but I made a bookmark for myself because I'm trying to read more that says like, I give you permission to make a cup of tea, to grab a book and sit down and read. Cause I, (laughs) once I said like, I gave myself permission to do those Mm -hmm. things, it all changed for me Mm -hmm. because I felt like everything else took priority. You know, if, if my spouse saw me sitting down and reading, but like the dishes hadn't been done yet, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. Cause as a kid, I would be like, no, you have to go do those dishes and then you can read type thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, wait, 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 no, I have to give myself permission that I'm allowed to do this and I'm mm-hmm. allowed to take the time I need. Once I realized that, like everything changed. And I think that's super important for clients and for therapists. We, mm-hmm. have, to take our, we have to take our own advice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cause we constantly are telling our clients that like generally them coming for massage is part of their self-care, right? So it's yep. work for us, but it's their self-care. It's them taking their time for them. Right. So mm-hmm. um, equally we need to figure out like what that looks like for us. Um, it always boggles my mind how many massage therapists don't get massages. And mm-hmm. there's obviously a very large amount of reasons as to why someone wouldn't um oh, yeah. i don't know how people i don't know how people live uh, <laughs> anyway. well, yeah, i get what chiropractor um, treatment like every other week massage yeah. i see a naturopath i see mm-hmm. i'm seeing a counselor like yeah i always have some appointments <laughs> absolutely and self-care can be or like filling your bucket and self-care can be yeah. something as small as something i've started doing um because i don't get a ton of time these yeah. days <laughs> to do all those things um yeah. is uh, i make sure i run my diffuser Mm-hmm. every day and when it runs out I fill it back up and I make it run again so it's on yep. all day long so my house smells pretty I know it seems so minuscule and so little but as a person who likes things to be very orderly very clean and tidy mm-hmm. and although I keep my house as put together as I possibly can um mm-hmm. and in a move it's just chaos anyways um that makes it feel just a little more together yeah, it feels like I have my life together somehow when I have like peppermint going. I don't know. It's yeah. very strange. Well, um, and it's like our sense of smell is so closely tied to emotions and mental state. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes sense that even just running that or like I said, a candle, like yes, it can make a world of difference. Exactly. So uh, yeah, we have to like be aware of mm-hmm. all of those types of things. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's sorry. my mom brain. That's, <laughs> no, sorry. no, no, it wasn't you. I don't even know where that fleeting yeah. <laughs> thought went. That's but, all right. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted to say that like as a massage therapist, um, I think it is partly our job to like recognize stress, um, mm-hmm. stress and burnout when it starts to become like a negative, like a burnout starts to happen yeah. or when stress on our clients start to become a negative and on us as a massage mm-hmm. therapist I think you really need to be like diligent and look at the stress in your life and how to manage it um and make sure like we're okay too um because yeah. we're all in this big crazy thing together um and if a pandemic has done anything it has put a microscope on um mental health which is physical health which is mental health like they're completely back and forth Mm -hmm. Uh, because in the first lockdown we weren't allowed to work and it really shone like I think shone a light on the fact that so many people use um paramedical services to help Mm -hmm. them physically um, and when they couldn't have that how much it puts stress on our healthcare system 
yeah. right? Like people had to start turning to things like medication yeah. um, and all of that stuff when they would deal with pain before. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so pain and dysfunction and maybe mm-hmm. like their back issue came back so much that they end up starting having more like digestive issues or difficulty sleeping. And you know what I mean? Like it, oh, yeah. it kind of like cascaded itself down. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's part of the reason. Also, they found that we could practice safely. Um, we were allowed to like work through this entire yeah. Um, this lockdown for us because they realized that it did put a stress on our healthcare system that they didn't realize was mm-hmm. there. Like we were supplementing before. So mm-hmm. totally. And that's something I wanted to acknowledge too was, is um, that everybody's just like stress manifests in ev- people, every, in people all differently, you know, very individual. So mm-hmm. is self-care. So like, you know, we're, I, I'm saying like, I'm seeing Cairo, I'm seeing a physio, I'm seeing, or in a massage therapist, I'm seeing all this. Like, I understand that, um, acknowledge not a lot of people have access to that, um, mm-hmm. and have those resources. So I'll just finding something that works for you. Like if you don't have benefits, if you don't have the resources to see somebody, maybe going for a walk, maybe, maybe run over to the dollar store and get a tennis ball or a massage ball and use that as like a massage way. Ask your, you know, somebody who you live with to massage, rub your shoulders. It doesn't even have to be that either. Like light mm-hmm. a candle, put in, in, um, your aromatherapy, go for a walk, things like that. Make a cup of tea, have a glass of water, whatever it is. Like there's so many different things that do not cost money that you can do for your self-care. So we're not saying you always have to like always do massage Mm -hmm. um, or something like that. But I just want to recognize that like just because somebody else does something for self-care doesn't mean you have to either, Mm -hmm. right? Do what works for you. Mm -hmm. We like to um, basically every night now with the toddler because he's like locked Mm -hmm. inside all day, every day, uh, especially through this like weird snowmageddon that we've Mm. gotten. Um, I mean, I take him out when I can, but I also have a four month old who can only be outside so long and he takes Mm -hmm. like these short little naps. Anyways, it's a thing. Uh, We basically every night after dinner, we tell our Google home to play um, 90 rock anthems. (laughs) We just He literally says, mommy, let's run. And he just runs back and forth in like our tiny little living room like the same like 15 (laughs) feet like back and forth and back and forth and then we just like dance to like like Mm -hmm. 80s 90s rock anthems um he calls it daddy music i don't really know where that (laughs) came (laughs) so um my husband's a big hair band uh, fanatic so i guess that's where it came from but anyways um, so it can look like literally anything um that's also to say like stress and burnout can look like literally anything to Mm -hmm. anyone too yeah uh so we i think we just wanted to like touch on and encourage everyone to take like a look at that and know that we go through it too i'm not even at work and like i'm going (laughs) through it right Mm -hmm. um and uh as massage therapists i think as a community we can come together and acknowledge that uh what we do is multifaceted and Mm -hmm. through all of this uh we have like a really um interesting role to play I know we've said that a few times but I like to reiterate that because I think we do Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the more we talk about it and the more we educate ourselves on it um, the better we can help our clients and the bigger um, global like I guess role as massage therapist and touch therapy um, will become Uh, Mm -hmm. because after this or during this or however this whole like pandemic rolls out um, 
people inherently need like physical connection and physical touch. So uh, there's going to be a need for us no matter what in whatever mm-hmm. capacity that looks like. But uh, we definitely are in the thick of it. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of cool to see like where it's gone and how it's yeah. how it's been um, oh, from yeah. an outside perspective. I mean, living in it, you're like, oh, my gosh. But yeah. <laughs> from the outside, like looking in, um, I think it's been really cool that as massage therapists in a time where physical touch and being six feet apart is being like thrown in our face constantly mm-hmm. our jobs have been still there like we still it's still important still important still more important than ever i mm-hmm. think because there's definitely people who literally don't have anyone at home and coming to yeah. see us like once a month is uh basically as close to a person they get right mm-hmm. um yep. so that has its emotional and physical uh weight to it and that's yeah. i think something we can't overlook so yeah mm-hmm. For sure. I, I definitely wanted to like make sure to to wrap up with um, not only focusing on your self-care, like you've touched on a few times for the negative stresses, but like you bought a house, you had a baby, you got engaged, you brought home a new puppy, you know, yeah, all, those what, things. all those things that you're like, oh, those aren't stress but they are mm-hmm. and being mindful that when that stuff is also happening to also partake and maybe, you know, putting on your diffuser, lighting another candle, whatever it is, booking mm-hmm. a massage during those joyous times, because those are stress. So kind of they're, you know, both ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. whatever your self-care is, make sure that you're taking time for that at either end really. Mm-hmm. So I also wanted to touch on too, we keep talking about like burnout. Um, I wanted to like, let's just quickly define it based Mm -hmm. on, because it's something really cool. The World Health Organization back in May Mm -hmm. 2019 has now introduced uh, burnout as part of its um, international classification of diseases as an occupational phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Um, So they define burnout as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from a chronic workplace stress that has Mm -hmm. not been successfully managed. Yes. So we'll include this link too, because that is really um, cool information that they have now classified that this is something that we need to treat Mm -hmm. uh, or be aware of. it hasn't been added to the DSM yet, which is the mental health um, disease mon- model or disorder mm-hmm. model um, that they use to to um, to diagnose. Uh, mm-hmm. It hasn't been added to there yet. But the one thing I f- do want to like put a big asterisk on with this is they they are referring to workplace stress. I truly and I feel like what we've discussed burnout doesn't have to just be workplace like you said no. you can burn out as a mother you can yes. burn out through because of touch like you're just touch yeah. burned out you can burn out with family especially if you're a caregiver within your family not just yes. like a parent but also but- like a child looking after an elderly parent or things mm-hmm. like that or mm-hmm. you know you have somebody with special needs in your home and mm-hmm. you're helping look after them so there i even though i love this definition and i'm happy that they're you know, the big organizations are now taking this seriously, but I think the definition needs to um, be widened to not just workplace stress. 
yeah, because it's a lot more than that. <laughs> you can have burnout from like school if you're a yeah. student. Do you know what I mean? Oh my like, God, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure uh, you and I both like massage yes. therapy school. Like, we all get to like the end yeah. of a semester and you're just like, I'm done, right? Like, yeah. last last year, last semester, like every single student is just oh. like, I'm burnt out. Like, I'm so done with oh, all just of it. Get like, me out of here. <laughs> exactly. Like, do you even want to do this anymore? Like, what was yeah. the point? Like, I hate all of it, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it definitely needs to be like widened and and that too but it's it's a stepping stone right Um, and And the chronic is the important part yeah chronic yeah and as we if as massage therapists in our role if we continue to acknowledge that and educate our clients on these types of things right they will bring Mm -hmm. it back to their family physicians and their other healthcare providers um and it'll shed light on that too. Do you know what I mean? Um, And that's how things get added, um, right? Like collectively groups of people, they start noticing trends, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that uh, is important. So um, yeah, I just wanted to like bring up that like in terms of like burnout, um, some of the difference in terms of like symptoms are more like sense of failure and self-doubt, feeling helpless, trapped or defeated, detachment, um, loss of motivation, increasingly cynical and negative outlook, decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment. So burnout and like stress do have like a bit of a, a difference to them. They're obviously very closely linked. Like you have prolonged stress leads it can lead to burnout, right? Burnout. But yeah. you can just be stressed and f- mm-hmm. and feel, do you know what I mean, these types of things. Yeah. It also, um, you know, things like like depression and anxiety and panic attacks and stuff like that. Right? So it's just like a more global term. But And I think that's probably yeah. why they've started with burnout being um, specific to like workplace, um, just to have it be different than the other mm-hmm. ones. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I think, yeah. We see burnout all the time on our massage table, right? So, yeah. um, And massage therapists, I think, experience, yeah, uh, burnout all the time, too. That's why we're continually asked, like, how long can you be a massage therapist for? (laughs) Which I always found really interesting um, when I first started out as a massage therapist. Like, I'd be, like, six months in, and then they're just like, oh, like, I hear massage therapists get burned out. And it was always, like, a physical thing. Yeah. Um, And I can honestly say that, like, I yeah, like I mentioned before, I haven't really experienced it in, like, a physical way. Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like anyone, you know, like your um, arms get heavy and sore and tired. And, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of thing. If you do like a long grueling day or it's been a lot of like deeper tissue work or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but most of my burnout as a massage therapist has actually been, yeah, more like of an emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> piece, like overload. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I think that's just a different take. And I've told yeah. clients that too so they always are very interested that that's an interesting they never thought about that right because mm-hmm. again we're self-employed we can make our own schedule yeah. like how could you emotionally be burnt out from such like a wonderful thing and yeah um i mean there's pros and cons from their that. side mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. right so yeah well yeah. is there anything else you wanted to add before we sum it all up no i don't no. Uh, i don't think so i think we just wanted to have yeah a good like rant Talk about on. I mean, not even a ranch. It's like a open up your perspective like that. I think that Mm -hmm. was like everyone's perspective on what stress is and what burnout is and how it can like impact our lives and that everybody experiences stress differently, different stresses Mm -hmm. impact people differently and people's process on dealing with them and Mm -hmm. 
self-care look different. But like mm-hmm. if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling burnt out, please reach out Ouch, to whoever yes. want anybody, if it's a family member, if it's a professional, uh, a therapist, whomever. Mm-hmm. Um there are options for any resource level, any access level. There is something out there um, for everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what you need. Yeah. yeah. Box in a punching bag, going for a walk or having a cup of tea, whatever works yeah. for you. Listening to a podcast of like two girls just like shooting yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, as like massage therapists, um, like if you – want you can reach out like we're always here we don't have any real training obviously on that but as massage therapists in the community of massage therapists if you feel the need to reach out and talk to someone and ask Mm -hmm. like what we've done or what we do or how we go about it like always here shoot us like a dm or leave us a comment um if you have something special that you do that we didn't even maybe don't even know about like something kind of neat uh we'd love to like be able to share that with everyone um and for any clients listening to um know that we're here for you in all of this time of stress and uh feeling overwhelmed or being maybe you didn't recognize that maybe you are having or nearing or in a midst of burning out Mm -hmm. and you're wondering if massage therapy can be something that you can help um you get through it we are here too and we can answer those questions or give you referrals on um people to see or information how to access it um to help you through it too yeah so perfect so if you have any Mm -hmm. you know comments or anything you want to add like nicole said to this episode um definitely head over to instagram that's probably the best place uh we'll be posting this up soon um comment there you can also send us a dm um and let us know what you do for self-care or if there's that something we missed in this or if you have an idea for another episode topic mm-hmm. um you can send it to us that way or if you're listening on anchor you can also send us a voice memo mm-hmm. those yeah, are kind of that- the best ways to get in contact with us so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah right. we just want to start season two with off something we thought was really <laughs> <laughs> like imminently happening yes <laughs> very prominent in society right now yes so. absolutely yeah. so hopefully you enjoyed it yeah. and enjoyed whatever um beverage you were drinking or while you were working or while you were driving hopefully this uh was able to help you in all of that <laughs> all right well thanks for listening and thank you for letting us uh start season two yeah and- <laughs> it's gonna be good i'm excited yeah. perfect <laughs> thanks for listening bye now bye